Hi, I'm Neil. Hi, I'm Libby. Hi, Libby. Hey. Hi. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Happy post-holiday weekend Tuesday. I'm in a so great mood today. Are you? Like Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, just I am. I'm really coffee. I know you are. I you am. I'm super jazzed, and here's why. Tell me. Right off the plane <laughs> from New York Fashion Week is Culture Maps, CultureMap.com, right. Editor-in-Chief, Clifford Pugh. Hey, Clifford. Welcome. Hey, guys. Welcome. How are you? Thank you for I'm, being here. I'm just, you have put the pep in my mm-hmm. step today. Well, I'm so honored to be a guest on your show. Oh, thank I hear you. so many good things about it. Yeah. We have fun on here. Yeah, we do. And we only invite people on we like. <laughs> good. I like, I'm glad I'm in the club. Oh, well, you, you, are, you, are, you are the reason the club was formed. <laughs> so, Clifford, New York Fashion Week, give us the lowdown. Favorite? collections favorite new designers who what's now new and next well number one it was freezing cold so anyone from houston who has to wear snowshoes for four (laughs) days in a row (laughs) was very happy to get into the 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 places where the shows were shown but then you'd have to take off everything just about because it was so hot in there you know neil you cover a lot of bodies packed in a small space exactly exactly uh top show by far ralph lauren Uh, he took his madison avenue mansion retail shop um outfitted it with a hundred thousand white orchids i saw the picture she posted on culture map and it took my breath away. Yeah, it was really. I mean, it was so fragrant when you went in. It was almost overwhelming. And they had chirping birds. Oh, and then wow. they had mechanical butterflies on the flowers and all. <gasps> so that's just the setting. But then the clothes, it's kind of Ralph Lauren went back to, I think, the glamorous Ralph Lauren we all know. Like a little bit beginning day wear, but kind of that deserty shades uh-huh. of like, Oof. you know, taupe and, and beige and all. And then the evening gowns, really fluid uh, gowns in. And purple and green and paisley color. I think you'll probably see some of that at the Oscars this weekend. Oh, wow. oh okay. I would think so, right? Because those posted... evening gowns were spectacular. Yeah, it's kind of like Ralph's gotten his mojo back. I agree. That's what. That's how I read it. And what's interesting about him too? He has joined the movement to see now, buy now. Right. So everything, per, virtually everything on the runway, you can buy. Right, right away, now. Wow. designers on Split are rather doing that. It's pretty controversial right now about Fashion Week. Do you sell right off the runway, uh-huh. or do you do what you traditionally do? Is right now we're looking at next fall. Mm-hmm. That way, the retailers can go in, they can adjust the styles, and then there's right. a whole lot more input. Whereas if see now, buy now, it has to be ready to buy. So it's really kind of uh, made Fashion Week into this. Nobody knows what to do about. What to sell? <laughs> what to do about anything? I want to talk. We'll we'll talk about that in greater detail because I'm fascinated by it because it is revolutionary. It's one of the biggest shifts in how fashion is consumed. All right. So Ralph Lauren favorite collection, right? What are some others you loved? Well, um, we have to talk about our Texas boy, Brandon Maxwell. Of course. Gaga's uh, designer. Gaga's designer. You know, he was here for the Super Bowl. And even though she wore Versace, he was there to st- help style it and uh, to help her hold her hand through it all. Um, he's got the hot thing in New York right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a beautiful show once again. Um 
monochromatic colors, mm-hmm. not a lot of embellishment, uh, beautiful clothing that uh, evening gowns that when you walk, you know, you see the thigh, you see the leg because uh, the sl- there's a sled. And, I love that. Um, he's uh, the hot guy right now. And, you he know, is. he was here last fall at Saks and um, really wowed the crowd. And he did it once again in New York. Where, cool. and he's a, is he from Houston? He is from East Texas. Okay. Um, I can't. Tyler or Tyler. I think mm-hmm. that's East Texas. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. I that's the capital is. of East Texas. Because <laughs> East Texas woods. should be its own country. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always know my Texas geography outside of Houston. Well, I think that's too. pretty good that you got that. <laughs> and then Oscar de la Renta. Uh, people mm-hmm. were really interested because uh, since. Oscar's death, there's been some feeling that they've gotten away from the DNA of the brand. Uh, So they brought back a couple of designers who had been with Oscar before. Um, They now have a really hot line called Monse. And so they showed Monse and the Oscar collection. It got kind of mixed reviews. we don't think it's really captured, recaptured the old Oscar that mm-hmm. his fans love, but they're kind of getting there. And the challenge there is to modernize the line, make it modern so that young people want it while holding on to your older crowd that wears Oscar traditionally to balls here. So it was a really interesting mix, but a good first effort for them, I think. Good. That's fascinating. It's How do you a- retain the DNA of a brand like as iconic as Oscar de la Renta after the designer is no longer there. It's a big challenge. And um Exactly. One of Houston's favorites, Naeem Khan, you know, Naeem's kind of taken the place of Oscar among some of our society ladies mm-hmm. who love his look. And he just went over the top once again he with did. beautiful colors, uh, rich embroideries. He even does kind of a like a gym wear tracksuit, like velour pants, but then a blingy top. And he's really fun. Um, yeah, fun to watch. I love Naeem Khan's collection always, but I—he's an amazing guy. He's very sweet, lovely, lovely guy, and Houston loves him. Exactly. He comes here at any opportunity he can because he has such a huge client base here. You know, Becca Kaysen Thrash loves him and usually throws a party for him when he's in town. That's always a beautiful collection. Yeah, and he's a lot of fun. I think you know so he, he loves to come to Houston because it's such a party atmosphere here. And <laughs> everybody wines and dines. And oh yeah, right. Um, okay. Yeah, Continue. I was just saying one other thing. What you know, there was um, you can't get too far away from politics. So there was actually a political air at Fashion Week of all places. Like Prabhu Gurung sent out once again a beautiful collection, mm-hmm. but then at the end of the runway walk, each model had only a T-shirt on, and the wow. T-shirt said something like "I am an immigrant," uh-huh. and uh, his T-shirt said, "This is what a feminist looks like." And wow. so they were all in black and white T-shirts. It, it was very moving. The crowd really sure. roared yeah. on that, and. There were several other designers who um, uh, did the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, made a little bit of a political statement that they're, right. they're not going to be quiet in this turbulent time, right. even in the world of fashion. And nor, nor should they be. They have great influence, you know. And Dion von Furstenberg, uh, I, is she still president of the CFDA? She is, yes. You know, she is also an immigrant, and she, um, she has always so clear thinking and sound in, in her opinions and judgment and um she's had some very profound things to say and and i have such great respect for her that um you know i think it's great and uh 
you know, we did it. Libby and I did a show very early on about first ladies, fashion, and politics. And they all three go together, hand in yeah. hand, like it or not. It's reality. Um, well, you know, Tiffany Trop was, she did represent the family. She was at several shows uh, on the front row. I know she was <laughs> I saw uh, that. at this new designer, uh-huh. Taylor Ray Wang. She and her mother were front row. Okay. Um, she has the best posture of anyone I've ever seen at a Fashion Week show. She all sits sitting up, up now. straight with her <laughs> shoulders back. and So I was like impressed with her. But um, she oh, was a bit nice. controversial some, yes. at sure. some shows, like some of the designers. Um, or the editors didn't want to sit next to her. It's oh, wow. kind of a uh, crazy time as it is in it the is country right now. It is a crazy right time. But I saw something where Whoopi Goldberg, I think, got up and changed her seat and came and sat next to Tiffany uh, Trump and said, that's okay, girl. I've got you. I've been that person no one wanted to sit by, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think Whoopi invited her to be on The View, and I think she's accepted. Is that correct? I mean, yeah, I read I think that you're somewhere. Right on that. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany's mother is Marla Marla, Marla Maples. Maples. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's been a few. So <laughs> and my pea brain, I can't keep my own stuff well, straight. All, much well, less they're all well, they're not all blonde, but the first two are. So that <laughs> right. helps, right? Right. Um, Clifford, what other excitement happens in New York during Fashion Week? Are there just tons of parties? Is it very glamorous? Is it very? I mean, is it? A lot of work and a little play, or vice versa. Yeah, well, you know, everyone says, "Oh, can I go to Fashion Week with you? Can I be yeah. your assistant?" <laughs> you know, they kind of think I they got this idea that we just loll around, uh, and I get zero sympathy. But it was really hard work. You sure. see, anywhere from five to seven shows in a day. Oh wow! And it says, "Hurry up and wait." Like right. mm-hmm. you rush to get in, you sit and wait. The show's over in eleven minutes. Eleven minutes. Y- yes, that's it. Everyone thinks it's a longer time period, but it's wow. not. Not at all. And then you rush to the next one. So by the time nighttime comes, you really are exhausted. Sure. Uh, there are parties going on. There weren't as many this time, I think, um, in part maybe because of the weather, the mood of the country. And mm-hmm. also several designers have showed in L.A. this time. Right. Uh, okay. Tommy Hilfiger, Tom Ford, Rebecca Minkoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's this whole thought, which I think we'll talk about another time, about where Fashion Week is headed. Mm-hmm. But um, there wasn't, didn't seem to be quite the number of parties, but still plenty of going on. Plenty like Alexander do. Wang, who normally has a blowout party, did not have one. Interesting. I think they're all kind of pulling back a little yeah. bit. And so the LA Fashion Week, this is coinciding. So, I mean, I saw the Tommy Land thing, and that, that happens at the same time. It, well, it normal, normally he shows in New York. Right. Okay. Uh, he just decided to show in LA this time. LA's gotcha. become an attractive spot for a lot of designers. It's somewhere new and different. The cool. weather is great. You yeah. can show outside, yeah. which you can in New York. So it's another uh, kind of idea of where is Fashion Week fracturing up and going to different places, different ideas. Ideas. Another thing designers are doing, Layla Rose for the past two seasons has had a very intimate, uh, almost like an old fashioned department store tea room show. She rents out a restaurant. It's very civilized. You have a chance to actually oh, cool. eat a little bit. And then the models stroll around nice and you get that? to see actually close up, really see the embroidery in, in this collection, which um, even though it's a fall collection, is very much a lot of tulips in it. She had embroidered wow. tulips or long gowns with kind of the brush tulips, which I can't quite figure it out because it's a fall collection. But I think nowadays, because of the weather mm-hmm. and because of the way people are dressing, mm-hmm. the seasons are not as differentiated. Right. So you'll find tulips on clothing. That's this a for brilliant sale. observation. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, this we is why thinking... I want to have 
Clifford on because he's the only at this point the only fashion writer I read. Yeah, I follow his coverage every fashion season because it's always so right on, and he really gets it because he has the experience, has the history. A lot of people, and we're going to talk about this mm-hmm. in the next show, don't have any idea even the the, the DNA or the history of anything. It's and so history annoying. is so important in fashion and when you follow designers. And if you don't think so, ask Andre Leon Tower. <laughs> <laughs> but tulips for fall, I guess that means Miranda Priestley and the Devil Wears mm-hmm. Prada would not say tulips for spring revolutionary <laughs> or groundbreaking or whatever. Well, we were debating getting in the pool this past weekend, so and it's February in Houston, so Exactly. Yeah, our azaleas are all blooming right. in our house right now. I mean it's basically spring and exactly. we really didn't have a winter. So I guess fashion is I'm not complaining. I know. None of us are. So um newcomers. Who are the great newcomers? Uh, newcomers this time, you know, it was uh, more of a of a fashion week where maybe it's because of the cost of having to mm-hmm. to put on a show. Um, there weren't as many ones that stood out. One I think I previously mentioned. Her name is Taore Rang. Uh huh. Um, she is like a really big designer in China and basically uh, designs a lot of the clothing for the the women who are in power positions there. Wow. Where she designs pantsuits, which she would think would would. Uh, go with Hillary Clinton, but right. there was Tiffany Trump on the front row. Uh, very clean lines, very clean nice. looks. Uh, she was one that I think is, is probably worth watching. But um, this Fashion Week, it seemed to be more like the debut, like the people uh, at Oscar, also at Calvin Klein, right. Ralph Simons. Um showed right. his first collection so even though calvin's been around forever right. having raf showing you know he was previously at dior right was like having a newcomer this in new was york very anticipated it was lots of lots of people breathlessly awaiting it and what did you what was your opinion of the um, actually i thought it was um uh, once again, you you have a brand that people have an idea about. Right. How do you update it? How do you make it fresh and mm-hmm. stay with the DNA of the brand? And I think, once again, a great first effort. Lots of bold colors, lots of clean shapes. He also showed menswear at the same time as women's wear, um, which in a way is great because you get uh, the whole spectrum of the designer, but then you can't focus as much on only the women's wear, right. say, because every other one is a man. But um, a great, I think, first effort. Uh, the thing about Calvin Klein, I think most of us outside of New York think of Calvin Klein as underwear, right. uh, not <laughs> outerwear. <laughs> and so uh, right. that's part of his task, I think, is making it hip and trendy again, again to wear Calvin Klein. And I think he started out on the right foot. I thought it was a very fresh approach. Mm-hmm. And, and he is so talented. And um, I enjoyed it. You know, there were a few pieces that I was like, what is that? <laughs> exactly. But, you know, being 56 in a becoming quickly the biggest curmudgeon on the planet sometimes i see things that are just sort of like no um, and he did some beautiful <laughs> dresses that had lots of like kind of feathery flowery yeah. almost 3d look which not everyone can pull off but nope. if you can you walk into the room and everybody's going to notice what you're wearing sure. absolutely you sh- a lot of women that's what they want they want to be noticed noticed what what do you think of Rosie Asseline? I I went to her show actually, which is very interesting. She always does a presentation, mm-hmm. and she did it in a big room with lots of um, like 
turn-of-the-century furniture. They served tea. I mean, it was very civilized. Love and that. once again, she's another one. I'm glad you brought her up because she's a one that's on the horizon. Right. She kind of mixes that modern, fresh look with almost like a Victorian era. She's able to pull styles together that you wouldn't think right. would look fresh. I think her, her, her look is very unique, but very right. It's wearable. Exactly. It's pretty. I always say, just make pretty clothes that people can wear, that they look good in. And she does that. And she does that. You know, another interesting one was Alice and Olivia, which okay. uh, she they did this really, you walked in, it was like a trippy experience, <laughs> you know. They had lots of like oriental rugs on the floor and kind of that cool. 70s looking, very uh decorated brocade and oh. uh, it, it was really a nice show and you know there's an Alice and Olivia store here at River Oaks District yeah. which right. I really hadn't paid much attention to but after going to that show I think I want to see yeah. more of what I think up. they're I love that brand they don't really probably cool get enough praise they're great yeah mm -hmm. it was a fun show to see I, it, this one seems to be getting some traction which is is great I love it yeah there's nothing like hearing Clifford's take on things because first-hand experience. It's from like I said, it's wise, it's informed, it's based on actual knowledge, knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> or a little bit of it anyway. And right. experience. We'll get into that later. Yes. Well, we have loved this segment, yes. Clifford, and we have two more coming up. So we'll be back with Clifford Pugh, the editor in chief of CultureMap.com, and with. Yes. And Neil. <laughs> See you in a minute. You.